Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and co-host Ed Ray team up with PR whiz Jet Gottlieb, co-founder and chief mindset officer of seven-figure PR firm, Super Connector Media. In this episode, you're going to learn these business boosting insights on topics including three powerful strategies to leverage a PR campaign to grow your list, make more sales, and increase your profits. How the worst situations can become the most powerful tools for marketers. Also, if you want to get your questions answered in the next episode of A Road to a Billion, Join Stefan's email list to get the registration link for future shows, plus lots of other updates and opportunities you won't find anywhere else. Just go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com slash subscribe. Stefan, S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I, dot com slash subscribe. And make sure you hit the subscribe button now to get notified about new episodes the moment they're released. Enjoy. All right, Lutfi, let's ask your uh, ROI question. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, Yeah. I can hear you. Welcome on. Hey, hi. Hi, Jen. Hi, Stefan. Hi, Ed. Hi. Yeah, so just basically the question I have is like, um, how do you track ROI or results from a PR campaign? Yeah, great question. So there's different ways that you can track. I mean, we always say that there are like, there's really no guarantee with with, with PR, which I think is kind of fun uh, because you never really know what's going on with the news cycle. So we could have our clients booked on Good Morning America segment, which could be the biggest national segment of all time for their career. And then all of a sudden, like Trump gets coronavirus and then they get, you know, they, like they don't get to be on Good Morning America anymore. Like they're bumped. So there's a lot of uh, uncertainty when it comes to being able to track like specifics and to track specific amount of money that came in. But there are, and I'm sure, Stefan, you probably do really cool things with backlinks with your articles. So you can can see like a lot of the times when you're writing, when you're doing print publications or like online um, editorial stuff, you can put links to your email lists, right? And so you've been able to build your email list, you can put links to your opt-ins. You can also use them in your Facebook ads. So let's say you're selling a product using Facebook ads and you use your media hit as your credibility marker in your Facebook ad, which we've done before, a lot of our clients have done before. And then you can see exactly how many sales come in from that specific ad. So that's like not direct ROI from the media, but we call it indirect ROI. And the indirect ROI that happens is unbelievable. You will get you will get clients that reach out to you. I've, I've had it in my career many times. I saw you on this show and I would love to hire you. 
right? That's direct ROI. And you'll be able to track that specifically. But the indirect, like signups for your email list, when they buy your product after like four or five emails, when you get them in your funnel from the article or the Facebook ad with the image of the media hit, and then they click through and then they buy, right? That's all indirect ROI. That's trackable. Um, so the best way we do it at Super Connector Media is we create spreadsheets and we just say, you know, how many views each, you know, you can see how many views um, each of your articles had, how many shares they had, how many clickbacks they had in order to get to your email list. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but just remember that there's two different types. There's indirect ROI and then there's direct ROI. I hope that answered the question. Yeah, yeah. thanks. I understand. Cool. Yeah. And Luffy, one thing I'll say, and Luffy does, um, he helps me um, on my team with something. He actually writes the... Uh, the fascination bullets for the YouTube videos, including this one. So he'll be writing that. Oh. He does an awesome job. Um, uh, but you know, Luffy, one like for example, a couple of things I've noticed doing the PR stuff is um, one is, is just direct like opt-in to my email list, right? People come in, they're like, oh, I read this, uh, you know, I read about you in Forbes, or I saw you on CNBC Grow, or whatever it is. Um, and again, if if I know that the average subscriber to my list is worth over five hundred dollars per year, and I get like, you know. Um, you know, 15 or 20 new opt-ins, it's like, oh, hey, like that's probably, you know, another um, whatever it is, like $7,500, $10,000 in, in, you know, revenue that I probably generate from this one media placement. And if I'm paying, in my case, I'm paying like whatever I'm paying, I paid an upfront thing and I think it's like 6,000 a month. Um, but, you know, if I get uh, enough opt-ins there, it's like, oh, cool, great. Well, I paid for it for this month. Um, yeah. You know, so it doesn't happen instantly because I'm not selling a product. If I was selling more products and more trans, not like just more up, like I sell RBC method, but I'm not like, it's not like my, my thing. Like I, it's, it's important. Um, I could probably honestly monetize it better. And then another strategy we've been talking about, um, that I really want to implement is actually running promoted, uh, Facebook ads and posts like to the, the media, right? Like to the articles and then just retarget people. So the people who click to those articles, uh, then get retargeted on Facebook to like opt in pages for my email list. I could get retargeted for the freelancing stuff, RBC. So I think that that's a really good strategy too, is, um, promoting that media and then just retargeting to the different pages for the people who click on it. Yep. And the journalists will love it when you do that too. Yeah, like it's just more for them, right? Yeah, so I think that that's a win-win too. Yeah. Um, awesome, cool, Luffy. Well, that helped. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Sweet, Ed. Who we got? Who we got next? Next up, we got Justin Lucas. Nice. Ask. Well, you can ask your question on here, Justin. Let's go. <laughs> What's up, Justin? Hi, Justin. Hey, what's up, everyone? Can you hear me? The man, yeah, yep. I can hear you. Yeah, so uh, Jen, really random question. Um, what was it like being on the show of Billions? Ah, <laughs> do your research. I love that. You, no. Wow. Billions was really interesting because it's a reminder. Like, I'll tell you a little bit of backstory. So I was on Billions and I had... I had two lines on billions. Okay, you guys, like, let's be real. Uh, but I did, I think, six auditions to get those two lines. Oh, wow. right. I got called back. It was insane. Like, you guys need to know that it just to get two lines on a show like that, you have to audition your face off. So I like talking about that when it comes to media, because a lot of the times in order to get one article or one broadcast segment, you have to follow up time after time after time after time after time and so i auditioned for billions again and again and again and again and didn't get it didn't get to get it and then finally got my two line big moment and justin's talking about when i played the personal trainer for axe and um it, it was really fun the something really interesting happened actually because i got I, I was really really nervous on that set um because i, I watched the show and i was a big fan of the show 
And um, it's like a boys club there very much. And they're all joking and we're all on set and all the boys are like, you know, having fun joking together. And I kind of like wanted to get in on the joke with the guys. So I, uh, they were like making fun of uh, the character, the uh, acts, like he was very much in character in the moment. I think this is why he did this because he was in character the whole time, even when we weren't shooting. And they were like telling him to, he was starting, he was like working out in the gym. And he's like, I don't want to jump up on that box because he was doing box jumps. And I'm like, you can jump up on that box because I was playing with the boys. And he looks at me and he goes, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do? Oh. <laughs> and you guys, I was so nervous because, I, you know, and like, like, because I, and this was my first time and like, imagine what that would do to you. And I was just, I shut up. And obviously afterwards I realized he was in character. Duh. Of course he was mean to me because he was lovely after that, but I was like almost crying and it was so scary and not a great moment. So it's really cool sometimes to hear the backstories when you see something and then you know what happened really behind the scenes. It was an interesting day. <laughs> That's so cool. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for asking that question. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Justin. Um, yeah, man, that that's that would be so terrifying. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, like I, I don't like I I good for you for for kind of having the inner strength though to kind of release that and continue on, right? Not being like like running off the set or something. Cause I mean, I feel like that could have been a temptation for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, my body, my mind and my soul wanted to leave my body there, but I was like, breathe. It's okay. Just do it. And I stayed and I did it. And now I've got a great story to tell. So we always say, you know, lean into those, those messy moments of your life. Like that's, that's a cool, interesting story that you could tell in the media that you could tell in your copy that you could tell on a Facebook live. Like remember like, so now anytime I'm in like a shitty situation or when I feel scared or whatever, I just remember this is going to be a really great story one day. And I think that's important. I'm sure Stefan, you use that for copywriting as well, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And, and then just being, um, the vulnerability and authenticity is something I really strive for and, um, and sharing stories that were maybe a little bit embarrassing or things like that. I mean, even that I think is, is a powerful tool, uh, when you communicate with people and, uh, you know, I, I think back to. Marcus, uh, Lee and the guy from the profit and he's like the CEO of bonus. Yeah. And he yeah. came well, you, I, I know you're, you're part of the, the hundred million mastermind and okay. I know you were at the first, uh, I don't know if you were there. Did you see him talk when he, when he talked that no, day? I was at the first dinner and then I had to leave for unfair advantage live, but I did get to be on a call with him for hundred million. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't hear him talk when speak at the event. Yeah. When he spoke to me, his whole thing is like, I'm nervous. I'm afraid. Like, I feel like you guys know all these things that I don't know. Um, I'm worried of like, you know, that I'm like a dinosaur. Like it was just all this stuff about how we're so great and he's so afraid to be in front of us. And it's like, you want to talk about disarming an audience when the successful person comes up and then is like, you know, oh, I hope I can learn some stuff from you. And you're like, oh, it suddenly empowers the audience so much. So I think even just from that perspective, uh, storytelling is, um, and, and being vulnerable and, telling uncomfortable stories is uh, if you can own those and, and turn them into assets, they can be extremely powerful assets. Extremely. People are attracted to real people, right? People don't like to buy from perfect. So the more that you can be you, the more you're going to soar. hundred percent. Awesome. All right. That's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high-level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, 
go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.